Joining us now on the line is Bill Ladson, Washington Nationals writer for MLB.com. Bill, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, very interesting start to the season for the Nationals. They seem to have picked up where they were headed on a trajectory until about August last year when things fell apart. What's the mood like in Washington at the moment surrounding the Nationals? Everyone's in a great mood. Um, it's a big difference between last year, that's for sure. And uh, the person I credit the most is Dusty Baker. Uh, Dusty Baker has created a family atmosphere in that locker room, and uh, it's more friendlier, believe it or not, um, than it was in 2014 uh, when they won the division as well. So I think the big difference is Dusty Baker. Everyone is playing. Everyone is getting a chance to play, and uh, that's why you know, they have the second-best record in baseball. You said the second best record in baseball. We all know the first best record in baseball is the Chicago Cubs. How do you? You guys just came off a great series, took two of three from the Cubs. How does the city feel, and how do you feel uh, comparing the Nationals and the Cubs? Well, um, the one thing I have to say now, I think they're going to be competitive if they ever meet in the uh, National League Championship Series, for sure. Um, I think uh, the Nationals sent a loud message that it's not going to be easy um, against them. And uh, the Cubs, I think they show that their bullpen is really vulnerable right now. And I think uh, the Nationals could go all the way this year. I, I'm, I know it's early to say that, but I really like their starting pitching. Um, I like that now John Kelly's their closer. The Nationals are going to pick up a closer no matter what before the trade deadline. So I think they're going to be even better by the time the second half starts. Do you have a name of that closer? It sounds like there's an arms race going on between you guys and the Cubs for maybe a Yankees reliever. Uh, that is correct. I've written it uh, several times. Um, I'm, it could be either Andrew Miller or uh, a Robles Chapman. So though, if they could get one of those two guys or even both, um, the Nationals are going to be unstoppable because in, if you look at their starting pitching, is unreal. So uh, I'm expecting them to go far in the playoffs uh, if they stay healthy. Daniel Murphy was one of the key additions to the Nationals through the offseason. Looking at that move from an NL East perspective, in addition to what he's added to the Nationals, what do you think he's taken away from the Mets? Consistent hitting. I mean, like, I watched the Mets uh, pretty good, and... Uh, I don't think they have the offense that they had last year. I mean, yes, they added uh, Cespedes, but minus Daniel Murphy, I just I don't think uh, I don't think the Mets thought he would be this good. Now he was hot during the postseason, but he wasn't this good during the regular season. I think that's what they miss now. I think they miss his regular season performance. Um, that's what they're missing right now. The other team that is starting to get some recognition in the National League is the Giants. How do you think the Nationals stack up with the Giants? I think they stack up. But you know what, though? With Bruce Bochy there, I never underestimate the Giants. Because to tell you the truth, um, the Nationals should have beaten the Giants in 2014 in the uh, National League Division Series. So somehow they find a way to get the job done. So I never underestimate the Giants. Not as long as Bruce Bochy's there. Plus they have a center fielder who used to play for the Nationals named Denard Spann. And adding Denard Span is really going to help uh, the Giants because they have a leadoff hitter, quality defensive player. So um, it's going to be big time 
for the Giants. The Nats are known for having a few big personalities in the clubhouse, the likes of Worth and Harper and Papelbon. We've seen things between Papelbon and Harper come to a head. As someone who sees those guys interacting on a daily basis, what's the relationship like between those two now? Well, it's it's great, actually. Um, you know, it wasn't a big deal. The biggest worry was really the fans. The fans had a problem with him, but I don't think they have a problem with Papelbon now. So, uh, I mean, that's been so long ago, way even before spring training started, because uh, Bryce Harper went to see Papelbon. They had a talk, and uh, things were settled really after the season ended. So, um, and personally, I'll, I could be wrong. I don't think Papelbon's going to be there by the second half anyway, because they're going to be getting a closer uh, by then anyway. So that's about it. To touch on that, that comment you just made, you think Papelbaum will be traded or will be out of the closer position? I think we'll be out of the closer position. He could be traded. It's going to be hard to trade him um, because, you know, he's not the same Jonathan Papelbaum that we saw with the Boston Red Sox. So I'm, I'm just telling you, um, I think it's going to be hard to trade him. I don't know if he would accept being the closer, yeah, so- not being a, a setup guy. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, it depends. So you don't think he would he would fit into another role just because of his ego? I, I don't I don't see it. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, this is a guy who, when he first came to the Nationals, who said he wanted to break Mariano Rivera's record, um, saves records. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how he feels. If he wants to win another championship, then I'll say he can stick around and you know become a setup man or whatever. But uh, I find it hard to believe he would accept anything but a closer role. One of the more interesting debates in baseball at the moment is the debate between Bryce Harper and Mike Trout. We've been fortunate in the show to, in the past, speak with a journalist from the Los Angeles Times who's weighed in on this subject. Where do you sit in the Harper versus Trout debate as someone who sees Harper every day? Two years ago, I would have said without question, Trout won big time. I would say he would have won big time. But after watching him uh, last year and watching him again this year, I have to give it to Bryce Harper because Bryce Harper is becoming almost like Barry Bonds now. I mean, teams, opposing teams are afraid to pitch to him. I mean, he leads the, uh, the majors in walks. His on-base percentage is really high because of it. And uh, Bryce Harper, even though the batting average is low, I still see that Bryce Harper is still patient, patient out there. And he's doing everything to help his team win. So I say right now, Bryce Harper is number one. And also, too, Bryce Harper has improved dramatically defensively um, since he was switched over to right field. So I, from a defensive standpoint, I say it's a tie between him and Trout. Offensively, I still give it, I'll give it to Bryce Harper right now. I, I can imagine you hate fielding these questions because you want to live in the present and you want to talk about how good the Nationals are right now. But... What's Harper's contract situation looking like, and what do you think the first digit of his next contract is going to be? Well, first of all, it's really too early to talk about his contract because he has three more years left. And uh, obviously it's going to be up there. It's going to be close to uh, Michael's. um, He's calling me Mike. It's Giancarlo Stanton. It's it's going to be up there because he's a a difference maker. I'm talking about uh, Harper as a difference maker. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about five hundred million. I that's hard for me to say. I mean, right now I'm not uh, close to the front office in terms of what, how much they're looking at, but I'm sure it's going to be up there. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be close to Stanton's um, Stanton's contract. So I would say we'd be right up there. Um, another another question for you is. There's been rumors that Ryan Braun has been in trade discussions. The Brewers are struggling right now. Could you see the Nationals going out and acquiring an outfielder along with a closer? You know what? There's a possibility they could go after a hitter. I don't know if it was Ryan, Ryan Braun. I know, considering you know what he's gone through the last few years, um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't see it. I'll be surprised. But now I could see them going after a guy like Carlos Beltran, who is uh, who, is, who has great a great record in October. Um, he's real. He's having a great year now, so I could see that happening. Um, but with Brian, I I'll be shocked if they went after Ryan Braun because Brian Braun has quite a few years left on his contract. And the question is how you gonna how is he gonna fit in when um, you have Jason Worth who has another year left. You have Ben Revere, and you also have Bryce Harper. So that's going to be hard to play him. Now with Beltron, Beltron's a free agent. So I can, I can see that happening. And you can, see, you can give a rest to Revere, some rest to uh, Worth. So I, I can see that happening. Just want to look back on your career as a journalist a little bit. You started covering this organization when they were the Montreal Expos, and obviously a lot's changed in that 14-year period. How differently do you Correct. see Montreal and Washington as baseball towns? Well, you know, I think uh, that's a good question. I thought Montreal was underrated. You know, like, uh, I, believe it or not, I, I thought the television gave Montreal a bad reputation because when you watch the Expos, in my case, Mets games, I, I thought uh, Olympic Stadium looked ugly. But when I actually went there, I thought it was beautiful. I thought the fans were great. They always blame the fans for the team moving, but that's not true. And uh, I, I thought Montreal, was, it was the best two years I ever had. Uh, it was a great baseball town. And compared to Washington, I thought it took the, the baseball fans in Washington a while to really get to know the team as far as getting knowledge. For example, um, it took a long time for fans to get over Michael Morris, but they had to get, they had to trade away Michael Morris because defensively he wasn't that good. He was always getting hurt. And I, I think it took a while for fans to understand it. Now I think the fans in DC are smart and uh, they get what's going on and uh, they, they know uh, they want to see their team win a championship for sure. As a Canadian who lives in Montreal and has been to the Big O, do you think there could be a team? Do you think there, uh, Montreal is the next city to get a team or a relocation or expansion? It's hard to say uh, because I think uh, what has to improve there is not so much the fans. It's, uh, you, know, they, you know, corporate Canada has to be interested in, base, in baseball again. You know, they got to get a cable deal, a big one. They got to, um, you know, get a stadium because, I mean, since you said you live there, um, no one wants to play where Olympic Stadium was located, so they want to go downtown. If they can get those things together, then yeah, I could see yeah Montreal getting another team again. It deserves it. Um, the fans. I was there in 2003 when they were in the pennant race, 
And I'm telling you, it was great to watch how the fans reacted. It wasn't empty. It was it was great to see and having them sing um, Valerie Valera. It was phenomenal. We know that the Nationals are looking good at Major League level at the moment. Can you tell us a little bit about their farm system and how that's looking? Farm system is really looking good. As you know, they they like to draft players who uh, had Tommy John surgery because they have a reputation of getting them fixed, and uh, they have you know they have great years because of it. Um, I think the farm system is going to be helping out sometime this year. They have a great shortstop by the name of uh, Trey Turner, who's in Syracuse. Uh, Giolito, another pitcher who could be helping them right after the All-Star break if some pitchers are not doing well. And uh, he's in the AA Harrisburg. He's been dominating. I got to tell you, um, Giolito has been fun to watch. So, um I mean, the Nationals will never run out of uh, players in the farm system because uh, they have a pretty good farm system right now. As a Blue Jays fan, there's constant talk about sending Aaron Sanchez, a young pitcher, to the bullpen to save his arm and limit his innings pitched. As a Nationals writer, what is your thought on this situation of either sending a player to the bullpen early or limiting a pitch count um, in regards to Strasburg's history? Well, it, I think it depends on the pitcher. I mean, I'll give you a good good example of the Cardinals was Trevor Rosenthal. Trevor Rosenthal, Rosenthal was supposed to be this great starter, and then all of a sudden he became a dominant closer. And matter of fact, it was Trevor Rosenthal who hurt the Nationals out of the bullpen in 2012 um, in the in the playoffs. So um, I think it depends uh, on uh, who the pitcher is. And uh, because Strasburg, I think what they did with Strasburg, for a long time I was against what the Nationals did with Strasburg, shutting him down in 2012. But now I think they did the right thing. And look, if you look at their history with Jordan Zimmerman, Strasburg, Giolito is another one. I, I You can't go wrong with what uh, the Nationals have done. So um, And he's still a starter now. So uh, I think uh, they're going about it the right way. So you believe that regardless of the, how, how a player's pitching, obviously situations are different, but if a player's, if a young pitcher's pitching really well, sometimes you've got to do what's best for him and shut him down? Yes, yes, I, I really do. I mean, for a long time I thought it was wrong for the Nationals to do what they did because they were in the playoff race. And obviously, you know, I'm one of many who believe that had Strasburg pitched in the playoffs, they would have won. Uh, against the Cardinals, but as I say that, um, Strasburg has now received a new extension. His arm is good, and I think it shows that the Nationals did a great job in terms of how they handled his arm. They didn't rush him. Um, they really, you know, look what they did. I mean, they sacrificed their postseason because of it. So I think um, they're looking out for the player more for the than they do for the team. So I think that's a great thing. And um, they should be proud what they did with Strasburg. I'll send another Blue Jays-related question over to you. The Storin-Revere trade, how does how do the Nationals feel about it now? And how do you feel about it now? Well, I think they had no choice but to trade Drew Storin after what they did last year. Um, he was having a great year. And then once they picked up Pavel Barnes, I know he said it didn't bother him. It did. 
and uh, they they had to make that trade. Now with uh, Revere, now I, I think Revere is a good play. He's, he's off to a slow start. I'd rather have Denard Span, but but since they don't, I, I think the Nationals definitely um, you know have the best deal, the better deal in in that case. Um, I'd rather have him over Drew Storm right now. One last one for you before we wrap things up is we want you to put your crystal ball glasses on, I guess, look into your crystal ball and tell us where do you think the season ends for the Nationals? Does it end in a dog pile in the World Series? Does it end in the LCS? What do you think? Well, I predicted they would go um, to the World Series. I did. I made this prediction uh, early this year. And I I really do think – I think Dusty Baker is a big difference. I mean – you know, I underestimated Dusty Baker because I thought he was going to do the same thing that Matt Williams did. No stealing bases and, you know, no small ball, anything like that. But I got to tell you, Dusty Baker's doing all that and uh, and then some. And I think because of Dusty Baker, they're going to go all the way. Who do you see as the most likely candidate from the AL to make the World Series? Sorry to sorry to stick on this topic, but we're seeing in the AL at the moment. It's a league where there's no clear standout. Wow, uh, you know, if they can get some pitching, starting pitching, the Baltimore Orioles can be really something else. They have the offense, no question. The bullpen's there. If they can get some dominant starting pitching. I mean, Obaldo Jimenez is not going to cut it. Uh, if they can get that together, watch out because, you know, I can never underestimate Buckshaw Walker. So I have, right now, I have to say the ball morning. Very interesting. Bill, that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was a fantastic chat, and we'll certainly be keeping a close eye on the Nationals over the coming weeks and months. Anytime. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me.